tweet at Today SOR. I'd like to mention, by the way, that the funeral of the wonderful poet Ivan Boland will be taking place today at 11.30am in Dundrum in Dublin. That's just uh, 18 minutes away. And the family have asked people who, of course, cannot attend due to the COVID-19 restrictions to light a candle in her honour at 11.30am this morning. So we're very happy to pass on the family's wishes on that one. Now, if and when restrictions are to be eased, the question of cocooning will need close attention. Older people and those with underlying health issues have over overwhelmingly heeded the advice to stay indoors but understandably many of them would welcome a little easing of the terms and conditions particularly permission to go for a walk. I'm joined by Dr Ronan Collins consultant geriatrician in Talla Hospital in southwest Dublin. Um, first of all uh, thank you indeed for joining me uh, Dr Collins. The level of cocooning up to now do you think it's been overly restrictive? I, I, well, good morning, Sean. First of all, to your listeners, and just may I say at the outset, I'm sad to hear myself that you will be leaving RT. We've lost a lot of familiar uh, voices from the radio over the last while. You're very so kind. It's a very difficult time, but you certainly will be one of the voices that's very much missed. But in answer to your question, um, may I say, it depends to a degree on your perspective. But I suppose when I wrote that article in the journal.ie, and I was being a little bit purposely provocative, maybe, to try and say that we need to have a discussion about cocooning first and foremost. We also need to have the voices of older people heard um, as a constituency when it comes to discussing what measures might be tweaked or reduced a little bit. And we also, very importantly as a society, need to step back from this view that all people over 70s are a homogenous group and are somehow the same. So what do you think the government could decide to do safely for the benefit of older people in the population? Okay, so the first thing is this, is cocooning was introduced for two main reasons. Number one, to protect the group be considered most vulnerable if they got this illness. The second reason was to prevent a surge in our health service that we would be unable to cope with. So we would avoid uh, the scenes we saw in Italy and Spain and which we are now seeing in Brazil, unfortunately. And we have achieved to a degree uh, a certain in preventing the surge. Now, with regard to older people in particular, I'd like to point this out. First of all, the vast majority of people, even in their 80s, were they to contract this illness would survive. So about international evidence shows that about 85% of people over the age of 80 would survive this illness if they got it. And it is not so much your age, but rather your medical co-conditions that determine maybe how you might react. Now, you will always get exceptions to that rule. But for example, many older people are very fit, robust, uh, healthy people are working officially or unofficially as childminders are indeed carers to spouses who have other conditions or indeed adult children who may have intellectual disabilities. So many older people in their 70s are very fit and robust people. And I would also contend, for example, that we need to advise people about the personal risk rather than the age-related risk. So a younger person, for example, who might be overweight and have diabetes and blood pressure would also be a high-risk category and not just someone who would be perceived to be high-risk because of their age. Yes, but your concerns, though, about the effects on the health of older people due to prolonged cocooning, what are they? Well, the first thing is cocooning itself is an interesting term because it was often used in medicine to describe a behaviour by older patients when they're becoming depressed that they were withdrawing from society. So that's the first thing to say there, and that's one of my main concerns. Many older people are already voicing concerns about feeling despairing, uh, feeling depressed, uh, that maybe life's not uh, living, uh, worth living, 
many older people who maybe not understand the, condi- the pandemic fully are describing feelings of being abandoned by family members, can't understand why people aren't coming around to see them anymore. And so there's a lot of intricacies and complexities involved when you introduce a kind of a blanket statement about people over 70 should cocoon. And I suppose what I am saying really is that if the government are considering tweaking some of the restrictions, and of course there will be a degree of clamour from all constituencies to get restrictions reduced in a safe way, of course, I understand myself that businesses need to restart. The economy that fuels everything needs to restart in a shape or form. But I'm also asking our society to sit back and contemplate as well that this has been particularly hard in over 70s, who've shown great discipline and citizenship. But not everybody has a garden, you know. Many older people are living in apartments and are looking after a spouse with dementia or an adult child who may have other problems. And you need to consider this as well when you're introducing such a restriction. Yes, but so what do you think might be feasible? What could be done safely and, and carefully at this point? Well, the first thing is this. We need to trust our older generation. We live in the state we have today because of the struggles and the leadership shown by our older people, the people who financed us, educated us, treated us, healed us and held all the government positions that have resulted in the great state we live today. So first of all, we need to trust our older people with the facts and to be sensible. Older people in general, due to wisdom and life experience, tend to err on the conservative side of risk. So I don't think there's going to be a mass explosion of kind of drinks parties down in the parks or anything like that. If we, but older people should have a degree of quality of life. I think older people could be allowed to walk within a two kilometre radius. They should be advised, obviously, listen. Try and avoid going out unnecessarily. But if you need to take a walk, you can take a walk in your local community. And we should not be looking disproving at older people either. It's important that we remember that we are a society and that older people are a very important part of our society and indeed have framed and delivered the society that we now live in. Older people have lived through polio epidemics the TB tragedy, a world war, a very deep and recurrent economic recessions. They have a lot of life experience and they're likely to interpret things very sensibly. So what I would be saying to the government if I was at the table myself is this. Consider the impact both on mental and physical health of older people by not being allowed outside. Consider all the domestic situations that might be implicated in this as well and see can we tweak this a little bit to give a little bit of quality of life and freedom within their neighbourhoods to older people and also to encourage society again to be able to say you know, hello to older people, how are you getting on from a safe distance, can okay. I do anything to help you? Well I think you've made that point very very strongly and you've underlined the wisdom uh, that goes with uh, people being that bit older and they're not going to go crazy. Dr Ronan Collins, consultant geriatrician in Tala Hospital, thank you very much indeed for joining us.